In order to get more work done and be more productive, good time management skills are essential. It can be the dividing line between success and failure at completing your goal. Time management skills help you reduce stress and prioritize your time. As a result, you have more time to achieve bigger and better results. Welcome to the Creative Monday Discussion Show. I am your host, Mervyn Woodram, and we are creatives transforming lives. Welcome back. I am your host, Mervyn Badram, and I will be with you for the next hour. So I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you are an aspiring influencer, an entrepreneur, startup, thought leader, speaker, author, coach, consultant, or someone who's looking for inspiration, motivation, and insights to transform your business, professional, or personal life, then you are in the right place. I just want to welcome you guys to the show, and I'm really excited about tonight's uh, episode and what we'll be talking about, the discussion we'll be having. Tonight's episode is about how we can maximize productivity through time management. We are speaking to an outstanding female entrepreneur who's using all her talents to educate and empower entrepreneurs and business owners. This episode is brought to you by Belize Trade and Investment Development Service, Beltrade, and it's making business happen. Enhance your competitiveness by saving money on certain packaging and labeling materials. To learn how, contact Beltrade's Small Business Development Center at 223-3195 or 613-0151. Beltrade, making business happen. I want to say thank you to our friends at Beltrade. Uh, Beltrade has been an essential part of even my personal journey and supporting me on my journey and supporting many entrepreneurs. And so if you are a business owner, an entrepreneur, and you're looking for some support, reach out to Beltrade, the SBDC Center, and find out more of how they can assist you. Um, tonight's episode, I am talking to Ms. Charlotte Lopez, the Managing Director of Belize Institute for Service Excellence, Leadership, and Research and co-owner of BZLearn.com, Belize's first online learning platform and training hub. She is an internationally certified customer service manager. She holds a master's degree in project management from UCI Costa Rica and a wealth of experience in both the private and public sector. She's a lecturer at the University of Belize, a skilled and dynamic training facilitator, public speaker, author, actor, playwright, and entrepreneur. Charlotte is best known locally for her leading role in Belize's first dramatic television series, No Matter What. Help me welcome with your likes, your heart, uh, your, your, your social media expression, help me welcome Ms. Charlotte Lopez to the screen, our guest for tonight. Hi, Ms. Charlotte, how are you doing? Good evening, Merv. Good evening, Belize, and the rest of the world. Thank you for having me. 
It's a pleasure. I'm really, really looking forward to the conversation tonight. You know, I, I typically don't read our full bios um, just because I'm always so excited to get into the meat of the conversation. But tonight I specifically started with that because I wanted the, the general public to kind of get a, an idea of all the different roles, the different caps you're wearing, especially because of the nature of tonight's topic, time management. And so even before we, we, we dive into the, the meat of that conversation, I, I, you know, I was on your site, BZ Learn, and I was really impressed. And I, I want to start there. I just really want to applaud you in this initiative and, and kind of what you're doing with BZ Learn and, and what you're doing to to really create a platform for education, create a platform for continual learning and development. Tell us a little bit about the heart behind BZ Learn. Thank you, Merv. So BZ Learn for me is a passion. It was birthed out of the need to transition from face-to-face -to, -face to online learning as an onset of the pandemic. We have been doing training for many years and we were used to face-to-face -face training. Upon the advent of COVID, we had commenced working with some teachers. And when we approached the Ministry of Education to say we would like to offer these trainings online via Zoom, they mentioned to us that that would not be adequate because there was there was no way to determine whether learning had taken place. There, there was no way to look at outcomes, outputs. Mm -hmm. And so we started to look around at what would work. That landed me to Google Classroom. Yeah. And I used that for a short period, but it was not excellent. I was not able to do a lot with it. And so I contacted somebody who was a web developer and we moved to Moody. But I just still did not like the look and feel and to me it was dull and uninspiring. Yeah. And so I was contacted by Ms. Janine Hamilton of Beltech Solution and I must give her the credit as well for developing BusyLearn.com. And when she showed me what she had, I said, yes, that's yeah. what I want. That's exactly what I want. The look, the feel, it was classic in my opinion. Because as Belize's first online learning platform, what I wanted was something that could stand up to any international platform. I love that. It had to be of the highest quality. I did not want to use a local term, any Nakan Stanok. Exactly. I love that. Platform. And so that is how BusyLearn.com was birthed. When it comes to online training, I believe that even when we are able to go back to face to face, our platform will still continue to command the number of visits and the people who do the courses with us because of the value that it adds. Yeah. 
And so that's how we learned that come was very good. I love it. I love it. And I, I think it's it's a key and very needed tool in this time because even, you know, as I mentioned, I, I was on the site, I was browsing through it. There's, there's a section for learning, but there's also a section for trainers, those who, instructors and those who want to, to create. Um, uh, we, and we talked earlier, we talked about creating passive income. We had an episode about creating multiple income streams. And so this is, this is a tool that entrepreneurs, teachers, uh, those who might have a skill that you want to, to capitalize on and generate some revenues on, you can go to this platform and apply to become an instructor. And again, I love, I think you hit the, 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 the nail on the head in terms of it has a, a international feel, it has a standard that can measure up globally. And I, I, that's something I'm very passionate about. And um, I, I just want to applaud you and the team on being able to achieve something like that for Belize, Belize's first online platform. And I, I you know, I, I want to encourage people to utilize it, to go to it. Yes, thank you, Mark, for that. And I sometimes have to remind myself that the platform is only a little over a year old, like a year and six months, because of the mm -hmm. number of participants who have taken part in this, these courses. And we are proud to have been able to create employment for well yeah. over a dozen facilitators wow. and continuous employment. Wow, because they are able to use their skill to put together the courses on bclearn.com. And they really have done well in it's terms good. of just using the skills they have, the knowledge they have. We've had ebook creation, personal finance. We've had courses on QuickBooks, soft skills. It's amazing. It. It's amazing. And guys, someone's asking us to repeat the name. It's bclearn.com bzlearn.com and we'll work on getting that on the screen so that you guys can you guys can go through it guys and, and again i am i'm spending time here before we move forward because i think in this current climate a lot of entrepreneurs guys let's be real last year with, when covid hit uh, a lot of people were trying to figure out what will I do? How would I navigate? How would I pivot? And I think this tool, uh, it's, it's, it's a ripe tool. It's a very unique and, well, it's a very timely tool to help entrepreneurs, to help teachers, to help educators, you know, even, even musicians. And, you know, you might have a skill set and you want to be able to uh, uh, capitalize on really making that skill set available for um, for learning, and you can use that tool. And it's 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 targeted to our region. You know, a lot of the tools, um, it's it's international. It's out there, and getting your funds in is challenging. Um, I, what I love about this, it's something for Belize. It's something here that you can easily get your funds in from the training, right? Yes, most definitely. My product is a hundred percent Belizean. Mm -hmm. And I want to brand it as such. One of the things, one of the frustrations for me as a facilitator is the unavailability of local content. Yeah. When I'm doing a training video, I have to be looking on YouTube for a video and scoring. Yeah. I want content that our local and our Caribbean participants can relate to. And so more than just a platform, we've been building local content. And it's one of my dream and goals 
to be able to produce training videos, short training videos, so that local trainers can access these videos and participants can relate to the content in those videos. No, no, you know, I find them helpful, the, the international videos, but come on. We've been in this thing, a long time. We need yeah. our local content. And we need language um, and we need references that we can understand locally. Because a lot of the references, I mean, I was talking with a, a colleague from Jamaica. We were talking about just uh, just the email system, you know, the email marketing. And a lot of the references from the U.S., they, you get an email every day, like sometimes multiple times for the day. Um, in the Caribbean, we don't use emails that kind of way actually like you get bugged out it is too much you block it you delete it so she was encouraging me like oh, mervin you should probably just send out a newsletter maybe once a month because this everyday thing for caribbean um belizean it becomes overwhelming so it's things it's little nuggets like that when you learn from someone in your region that understands your region and understand your area that uh it can really really help um in this time right so, so Michelle, like I know we've we've been talking about, but let's rewind a little bit. Uh, take us back because that I know COVID and everything kind of brought you to a place where you had to pivot and had to kind of realign. Um, and I know you are driven by your vision, and I, I see your vision here inspired people who are serving with passion and excellence. So you're driven by that. But what brought you there? Like, take us back a little bit to some of the earlier years. What were some of the things? that you were involved in and what you were doing and what brought you to this current point in your life? You know, you said you went through the bio and I had to smile because what you see there is probably spanning over 40 years. Because mm. you see, when you are finally able to realize your dream and you decide to go back to see where it all started, you may be surprised to find that that dream was birthed from you were very young. Yeah. And I recall from I was five, six years old, loving public speaking, loving training. As a young public officer, and that was my first job, I remember the orientation all the way back then, over 20 years ago. And I remember the facilitator Mr. Carl Smith, he has passed on. And I looked at his energy and I looked and I was trying to emulate him, even back then. And then I became fascinated with I, Myrtle Palacio. She was such an avid trainer. She was the head of the training unit. I was a humble secretary just starting out, but I was noticing them. And there was something in me that was saying, I could do that. Yeah. As I grow older, I would watch opera and I would see how she articulated herself, her voice and her stance. And all the while I didn't realize that what this was cementing in me, not birthing, because it was birthed a long time ago. What is cementing is me, this desire to do this same thing. And the first opportunity I got, I was still a secretary too. That's the second rank in the secretary ladder. And I was given an opportunity by somebody who knew me. I said, I want to train. I want to train. And she said, 
I give you a chance. And so, Marv, you know, I believe in this. And one of my philosophy is always giving people a chance. Love that. When I see people with potential and interest, I don't look at it and say, you don't have any experience. And I am so grateful up to today from Miss Jackie, Miss Jackie Gillett. She said, okay, you'll do the customer service training. And I ate that training. I put wow. everything into that training. And I never looked back. I worked with the service for over 20 years before I left and worked with a statutory body. That did not work out. A week after I left there and I started sifting through the newspaper, it was like God saying to me, why are you looking for a job? You have everything you need to work for yourself. In fact, the week before I left the government, I had registered the Belize Institute for Service Excellence, Leadership, and Research. Now, who is going to a new job but then <laughs> registering a company? That was no coincidence. Yeah. Until so I sat down and I realized, okay, what are you going to do? I love to train. I want to train. I love to write. And I already had my storybook. And there's so much I wanted to do with that. And then I love to act. And I felt that with these three gifts and talents that God gave me, I had enough to do what I needed to do. And that was how the Belize Institute for Service Excellence, mm. Leadership and Research was birthed. I, I love that. I, you know, you know, Charlotte, it's it's so amazing how within us and this is something i i really believe that we have everything within us that we need and many times it's mining that it's 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 mining that treasure and digging to extract it out and and know how to really pull it together right and so i really love from a young age that you knew where you had that spark you knew what you wanted and then over the years you started to see how it kind of came together. And I love the fact that what you said, that they gave you a chance. And, you know, that's something that we really need to advocate for and push for. We need to continue to give people a chance, you know, um, uh, help identify the areas that they're good at or maybe they ha have an interest in. Uh, they don't even know themselves they're good at, but you can see that they have potential there and you pull and extract it out and give them an opportunity. Um, Charlotte, talk to us a little bit about, you said, you know, you started... Um, the you know the your new business and your venture. What was that process like for you? What were some of the the challenges for you in getting that off the ground? Well, two, two things really. I felt I was equipped. You see, I knew I wanted to do training. I knew I wanted to do my own business, even while I was in the service. And so what I started to do was to take on little side jobs. And I felt that when I stepped out on my own, I was more equipped. For my type of startup, fortunately, the startup cost is low. I started my business with a laptop computer, a cell phone, and a big dream. 
in my bedroom. And so for me, because that particular field was not flooded, and because I had already put myself out there, volunteering, doing public speaking, was acting, I was not virtually unknown. Now, I will tell you about my first, first job. And this syndrome, this, this fear of being inadequate is something that is real. Even though I've been training under the government umbrella for years and done some training on my own as well, when I got my first job, I was devastated. I questioned mm. myself, like, what are you trying to do? Who do you think you are? Calling yourself the managing director of the university <laughs> city. Like, really? And yeah. I doubted myself. I doubted myself. And I over-prepared and undercharged for that session. Oh, wow. Because in my head, I did not bring enough value. Mm. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. So for me, it was not so difficult. I went to work. I went door to door. Fortunately, that was before COVID. And I put my letter together and said, this is what I have to offer. And I just went from office to office, door to door. And I was thrilled when the job started to come in. Yeah. I found myself, though, because of this new venture with so many things going on in my head. And I did seek out coaching from Melanie. And we were able to chart our vision, our mission. And so much things become, became clear. And that is how I ended up with the vision of inspired people who are serving with passion and excellence. And once I became convinced that there were way too many people who are not inspired, who are just dragging their corpse to work yeah. each day, who are not giving up their best, it was like a graveyard of potential. Yeah. And I knew that people needed to be inspired. And yeah. so we don't just train, we inspire. We help people to see what is within them and try to help them to go back to that time when they had a dream, when they wanted to do something, what happened along the way. Yeah. And for me, that is the ultimate goal, to see people re-engage, you know, just be inspired because it's possible it's it possible. is it is and, and i love that and i i love, love love that you said that because even for us that's a big part of why we do the show to inspire to motivate and transform lives that's a big part of it because especially people now people need inspiration they need that spark they need to know that it's possible it's doable but then they need practical handles. They need to be motivated. You know, I, you know, that's one of my battles many times. Come on, motivate yourself. You need to, you can do this. You have, I love what you said earlier that you wrestled with your, your own battle of, okay, am I bringing enough value to the table? And, and because of that, you over prepared and undercharged, right? But then you learn from that. You learn from that and you were able to make 
adjustments and and bring that service to more people and learn from that experience but it's the it's the it's what motivates us it's what drives us and then we we transform we change the areas that need to change sometimes it's internal sometimes it's external and i love that you touch on vision because many times when you you get clear on your vision you know where to go and you know how to start pursue what you need to pursue so it, it's it's really amazing to see that process now charlotte you've you, even as you're describing everything you're doing you've been involved with a lot right you've done a lot you're an author you have your book you have several things how do you manage it all let's talk a little bit about that because that's why we're here tonight look entrepreneurs we're busy people we have a lot going I'm an entrepreneur. I have several ventures going, and sometimes I feel it's getting a getting away from me. And try to keep it all together. And the world sees this polished thing, but behind the scenes, there's a lot of strings we're pulling and things that needs to happen. So, give us a little insight into your world, in your managing process, and how does that work for you? Awesome. It is a juggling act all day, every day. Many people struggle with time management. How I believe we can master time management is start with a goal in mind. Set a goal. Set yeah. a goal. Don't start thinking, what will I do with my time? How? Set your goals. Because the goal will be the deciding factor as to mm. how you spend your time. The trouble why you're not achieving or you're, you feel you're not maximizing the use of your time, you might not have clear goals. People who have goals don't have time to waste. People who have goals are purpose-driven. They are moving in the direction of those goals. So step back and set some goals. If you don't have a goal, if you're not trying to accomplish anything, time is that important to you? Yeah. You can Netflix and chill all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. But the goal will be the thing that drives you. So the first thing you want to do is ask yourself, what am I trying to accomplish? What do I want to accomplish? Once you have done that, you need to make a plan. By when do I want to accomplish this? In the next five years? Okay, so when will I start then? No. What will I do in the short term? Between now and the next three months? What will I do in the next year? What will I do? And so on. You have a plan. And that plan requires that you have activities. And if you are serious about achieving your goal, then those activities are going to become your priority and you're going to be yeah. working towards them with bigger. So yeah. start with your plan, start with your goal, work on your plan. It's going to drive you. People with a goal and a plan and a vision, you don't have time to waste. So if, if, if somebody invites you to go out and waste time. No, I have things to do. Yeah. But if you don't have that, it's like, sure, why not? If you don't plan your time, somebody else will plan your time for you. Yeah. 
one of the biggest things we struggle with as entrepreneurs, as workers, as housewives, etc., is procrastination. And it's important to note that some of the most successful people procrastinate as well. <laughs> procrastination well, is not the hallmark of the lazy. That is that that is a, a encourager. Like I, you know, you know, we we hear, you know, procrastination, and I'm like, oh man, I fall in that bucket. But when you say some of the most successful people are procrastinator, that gives us some hope. So that gives yes. us a hope. Why? Wh how do they do it then? Like if they're procrastinators, how do they set and 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 this is a term I learned uh, last year, but smart goals. How do they set those smart goals? achieve them and lead to success? Like what, what are some of the things they do? Awesome. So when it comes to procrastinating, first of all, you want to give yourself some room because we like to beat up ourselves, right? We have so much things you're trying to achieve. And the minute you take a break, you feel like, man, I, I, there's a pressure that you feel like you're constantly have to do stuff. One of the things I encourage, I have low energy days. I know what those days are. When the brain says, hey, you must do so and so, but the mind and the body is saying, look, just chill. So that I don't feel like I wasted any day, I do low energy activities on those days. And there's, if you search, you will find that you can categorize your activities, at least that's what I do, into low energy and high energy. Yeah. So when the energy is low, instead of just lying down and oh, well, nothing going today, you know, I do low energy work. I will do filing. I will clean out my inbox. I will do important things, but they don't require that I think that I yeah. have to function at a high level. Yeah, It's just processes, routines. That's how I manage those low energy days. I love so that. watch your energy. Yeah. What you want to do is know when your energy is highest. Are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? Are you a night owl? Because if you're a morning person, that's when you want to tackle those difficult mm. tasks, those big tasks. When your energy is at its highest, when you're most productive, I don't need big tasks for afternoon. By <laughs> 2 o'clock, because I'm an early morning person, I'm up by 4.30 every morning. By 2, yeah, we're starting you're to you're go there. Yeah. You also up. want to notice the things you tend to procrastinate on. Those are usually huge tasks, big projects, Sometimes I take on some project and I look at them and I'm like, why did you take on this project? Are you sure you can do this? You should back out now while it's still safe to do so. And I just look at it because it's huge. It's daunting. We also procrastinate on projects that are mundane, boring. Yeah. So look at the things that you tend to procrastinate on. For huge projects, you want to break them into bite sizes. So instead of looking at the big project, you tackle it by yeah. deliverables. You say, okay, I have to write this, then I'm going to do that. Then I'm, and then you don't even look at the third, fourth to the end. 
Yeah. What one of the what things you're doing is tricking your brain. Yeah, one of the things one of the things I'm hearing in this, and and I and I want to pull this out for our viewers, it's you gotta be aware of yourself. You you gotta study yourself, you gotta analyze yourself, you gotta know how you think, how you work. So, you know, you're talking about am I a am I an early morning person, am I a evening person, am I a night? So it's it's you you gotta take time to get to know yourself and understand how you function. So Charlotte, before you continue, I, I you know I have some questions here that's coming in from our audience and I want to take some time to 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 want to acknowledge them. I want to thank Nadia um, and for, for sending in her questions. It says, and this is kind of going back earlier. You were talking about when you were um, going through that that challenge, you know, um, kind of like um, you know, am I am I offering value? So it says like how did you manage your challenge when when you get demotivated or if you ever get demotivated. So how do you manage that when your that energy level is going down, you get demotivated and you need to kind of uh, get motivated back again. And that's from Nadia. Get, thank you, Nadia. For, thank so, you for your that. question, Nadia. I do get demotivated. I think most people do. One of the challenges for me with demotivation and if we're not careful, you can be stuck there. And that's when all the negatives start coming. Mm -hmm. That's when you feel like, you know what, I should go back to my eight to five. What am I doing? So what helps me when I'm demotivated is my vision. I go yeah. back to my vision. Good. I also sit down and chart how far I've come. Because why we're demotivated sometimes is that we don't give ourselves enough credit for how far we've come mm -hmm. and, for, and the work we've put in. So I sit down and I either write it or I go back to something that maybe a client sent me and say, hey, thank you, you made such a difference in so-and-so. I am so glad you... I, and so... If you think back to where you started and where you are now, you will find some spark of motivation. Yeah. That's one. The other thing you can do is rally your troops. There are mm. those around you who think you are amazing, who think <laughs> you are doing oh, wow, the world good. of good. When you so yourself seem like, you need to yeah. know those people. <laughs> you need, yes, you need to know those people. Yeah. Right? And when they say things, to, you know, believe it. Believe yeah. it. Because they know you. They know you. They're even watching you. And so it's not to feel all bloated or pride, but the fact that somebody validated you, it helps. So demotivation is real. But keep yeah. your goal in mind. Keep your vision in mind. One of the things that helps me going is knowing people need the service I provide. There are those who are inspired by what I do. And I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing it for them. When yeah. you have a goal and a vision and a dream that is bigger than you, you are externally motivated by this. If it was left just up to you and you're doing it for you, 
of course you'll be motivated a lot. But yeah. dig deeper into your purpose. Why am I doing this? I'm not doing it just for me. And that will help to motivate you. I also have motivational speakers that I turn to. I love Les Brown. Les Brown uplifts my spirit yeah. so much. Yeah. I go to Joyce Myers. Find people. You type in, go to YouTube. And the, sometimes the word you need is just right there. And wow, this is what I needed to hear. So you will have those days. Very the goal good. is to not stay in it too long. Very good. We have another question that came in from Nidia. Um, and I want to jump into this one that just came in before we go to that one, because I think it ties into what you're talking about. It says, but sometimes you plan how you'd want your day or, ev or even week to go, but sometimes things come up or even sudden death happens in your family. How would you manage that? Because that will hold you back. Yeah, most definitely life happens. Yeah. I have kids, grandkids, I have family members, I have other things. Yeah. These things will happen. Take the time out without feeling guilty and deal with the things you need to deal with. If you are working for somebody else, you would get time off, right? Yeah. You need to get the time off. Mm. And people will point. understand. There That's would have been places where I had to say, hey, guys, we have to postpone until next week because I have an emergency. And they understand. But the main thing is understanding that your priority is also your family members, is also your mental health and well-being. Nobody expects you to keep going and going like you're a robot or a machine. Take the time that you need to deal with the things. It's going to set you back a few days, maybe a few weeks. But when you go back to your goal and your plan, you start where you left off. One of the things you also want to try and do is have partners, people who can fully flat, somebody who can call on. For me, that's my sister. We work together very closely. What, where I can't fill the gap, I can call on her. And because she looks just like me, she doesn't tell me. I was, I was, I was about to say that. You guys are twins, right? So, so you, yeah. can, you can really so fill the gap there. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's awesome. You know, this is good. I, you said something just now that that I think entrepreneurs and business owners really need to hone in on. I and I, I don't want us to miss it because it came like it, it was one of those things that in in all you were saying it kind of got dropped in and then you pulled and continued. I want to slow it down and pull it back. But if you were working for someone and some crisis happened, you would get time off from your job. You know, and you know your boss would understand that hey, this is happening, and it's the same as entrepreneurs. I, I, you know, I've never really thought much about that, but it's true that you know it's okay to say hey, this is what's happening. It's a crisis. It's not the norm. Life happens, and I need some time to regroup myself. Uh, I need some time to compose myself. I need some time to deal with this, and then we can effectively move forward and continue the project. And 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 it's even better um, to having a team as well that can carry that. But just knowing that you have that as an option uh, when things happen, life happens. And I, I've learned that a lot in this past two years. Life happens. you got to plan for it. Um, but you got to tackle it, right? And so, uh, um, Ms. Charlotte, we have 
one more question from Nadia, and then I have another question from WhatsApp that came in. Uh, you, we were talking earlier about the plan, having smart goals, setting our goals. And, you know, I was thinking the same thing. So when this question comes, I'm thinking about me as well, right? Do you write the plan down or is it all up in your mind? Do you have tools that you're using? Like I'm a tech person, so I'm always on my phone and device. So, so what's that like for you? And what would you rec recommend? Is it better to physically write it? or have, a, have it on a device? I'm asking you lots of questions here, right? But just giving you enough so that you can respond to them all. Awesome. I'll take a half a minute to go back to your first um, <laughs> insight regarding the time sure. off. Sure. Sometimes I write on my book, my boss is a slave driver. I'm my own <laughs> boss. But it's so true, right? I'm like, my boss is a slave driver. She refuses to give me a day off. But it's just my own way of saying, oh, Take a, take, time. A take a time, yeah. Lydia, you need to write your plans down. Your brain cannot contain everything. You want to write them down. And you want to be specific. You want to... You know, one of the things I noticed with your plans, they don't have to have a specific format in the beginning. You can flesh mm -hmm. them out after. But you want to write down clearly what it is you're trying to achieve. What is it you're going to do? When I started out, I wrote down three specific things. Mm. I'm going to facilitate training. I'm going to do something more with my storybook. I'm going to produce some shows. That's it. I, that's what I wrote. Those were my big goals. Big plans. Big goals, yeah. Big plans. And then I stepped back and said, now how am I going to get these done? And I started to write down the action matters, things that I needed to do if I was going to accomplish these goals. Who are the people I needed to contact? What were the resources I needed? You know, so it, it's like you're clear, getting it clear in your head and then you're transferring it to paper. So I knew that I needed clients i needed syllabus i needed i knew what i needed to work on and initially before you have clients then that those are the things you start working on when it comes to what i'm doing now and many people would not believe it but what works really well for me is my to-do list yeah now I started using a diary, and then I realized the diary does not work for me. <laughs> yeah. There's just not enough space in the diary. And so by the time today is the 28th of September, by the time I reach 28th of September, I would already be at December in my diary. <laughs> Let me see. So I keep yeah. notebooks. I keep notebooks. I write yeah. the date on them, and this is what I use. And yeah. every single day, I write in my notebook. I love it. Now, the trouble with to-do list is this. Each day when I write my to-do list, they're over a page long. <laughs> and of course, I never get to finish everything on my to-do list, but I don't intend to. What it helps me do is realize you have no time to waste today. You see what's yeah. on your to-do list? Get cracking, girl. And so it keeps me going. And what I don't accomplish today, I take it over to the next day. 
and add some yeah. more stuff, of course. Now, that might not work for you. That might not be as structured for you. One of the things you can do is add time to the activities you place on your to-do list. It gives you an idea of how long you need to spend on each activity during your day. So if you write up there, I need to write so and so, how long should this take me? An hour. Okay. So it helps when you are able to match your to-do list with some time. It's good. And then you align it. One of the tools that really works, though, is the urgent important metrics. It, I don't use it, but what it did was help me to become more time aware. Is because that a, there's a lot of things that are important, but they're not urgent. And uh -huh. you want to identify those things. So in can this you, can matrix, you repeat that name again? You said urgent. It's the urgent important matrix. Matrix, okay. Also known as the Eisenhower matrix. It has four quadrants. I usually start with the first quadrant, and it, the last one, really. And it helps you to identify your time wasters. What are those things that I'm wasting time on? And you eliminate those. Because we know. We know when we're watching too much TV, when we're messing with the phone too much, when we're on a call too. We know. Eliminate right. those if you want to be productive. Then you move to the other quadrant, which is the delegate quadrant. And this is a challenge for many of us, especially entrepreneurs, because we don't think anybody can do it like us. <laughs> and so there's a lot of things we're doing that we should not be doing. We should be delegating these things. I started to practice this a little more most recently. Because trust me, I would find myself doing stuff that like, wait, somebody else can do this. It can then allow me to do those things that will bring the most return. And so I started delegating. You could practice it even in your home. I used to wash my own dishes because my little daughter is nine. And when I put her to wash it, I'm like, oh, she won't do it like me. I'll have to go back and do it again. And, and then realizing, but eventually she will get it. But those are things you can delegate, even if it means you have to go back for 10 minutes and say, hey, guide, and say, you need to do so-so. So delegating is so important. That's another thing. What are those things you're doing you shouldn't be doing? Why are you still doing them? Delegate them. And then you go to your important project, and you want to schedule those activities. Those are activities you can schedule. Those could be things like your medical checkups uh, on a personal level. It's important, but it's not urgent. So you put those on your to-do list, and then you have your urgent. Those are the ones knocking at your door. Those are the ones with the deadlines. Those are the ones you want to do first. So you organize your activities along those lines, and that. you will see the benefit of it. When you become more aware of important and urgent, when you start focusing on the things that you have to do 
and the things you can delegate, you delegate, and you eliminate time wasters. Now, people struggle with time wasters. Let's talk about the phone for a half a minute. I limit myself. It's a discipline. It's not to say, throw the phone, don't go on Facebook, don't check your messages. There's that urge to do so. But tell yourself, I look at the clock and I see it's 6.50 and I say, okay, you're going to scroll until 7. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if I didn't reach the end of the internet <laughs> by 7. I stop scrolling at 7. Yeah. And I get cracking. Later, I can give myself another 10, 15 minutes. But it's the discipline. So that's how you deal with your time wasters. You control them. They don't control you. And then you okay? eliminate them out. I love that. Yes. I, I, guys, uh, guys, this is great. Um, you, you, you sparked, and I went and looked it up quickly just now. But the, the, the you, that that chart. Um, can you can you repeat the urgent? What urgent matrix? important matrix? Important matrix. I went and looked it up because, like, I think that's my that's the that that will bring freedom to my life. So I I I want to encourage you guys to look that up. It's online. It's it's not a it's not a foreign um. It's, it's not a foreign thing. It's not hard to find. And then again, if you want more um, how to use it or some coaching, reach out to Miss Charlotte. Um, that's what she does, training, and she can assist you with that. Charlotte, we have about two more minutes. Um, so what, what I want to do, I want to thank those who have been sending in comments, questions. Um, I see a comment from Andrea. Andrea, thank you so much for your comments and feedback as well tonight. Um, and... If we can get that on the screen, my set time limit on my phone alert me when that time is up. It's amazing how much time you save when you eliminate the time wasters. That is so true. That is so true. I had to actually I had to go through a stretch where um, I turned off notifications um, or put my status on invisible on my chat, on my WhatsApp, on my stuff, because, you know, friends see you on, they want to talk. And, they, you know, so those things take up time. So you manage, I set time in the day when I'm going to deal with that. Um, and, and I have one more question for you. But before I do that, I just wanted to speak to those like myself who are techie person and they're looking for techie tools to use. Um, I, I, Calendar, using a calendar is so key for time management. I use my calendar. I use Outlook because I can take my emails and put into calendars. And then also there is OneNote. What I love about using the OneNote is because I, I'm, I always have my phone with me. And so it's synced to my phone. My calendar is synced to my phone. So if something is added to my phone I and my to-do list, all of them is synced to my phone, I can easily pull that up. Uh, when I'm going somewhere. So even my staff has access to my calendar and my notes. And if they put something on the calendar, I it, it blocks it out automatically for me. So just for those techy people, if you're looking for tools to help with the, the management of your time and management of your day, this device, the phone, it's a there it is. It's a wonderful tool. It, it, we have it with us all day. And I, I put a banner over it called Purpose. I don't use it to the play games and stuff, there's a purpose for it. And I use it for that purpose. So, um, Michelle, that we have about uh, uh, two minutes before we got to wrap up for the night. What I wanted to ask you, what are your two, um, two lessons learned, two key lessons learned from all that you've been doing over the years up to now, 
that you want to leave with us, leave with entrepreneurs, leave with um, those who are viewing. Because a lot, of, a lot of our audience are entrepreneurs, business startups, um, small business owners, and they're they're looking for tools and handles as they're journeying their own um, entrepreneurial journey. So, what are two important lessons that you would want to leave? Sorry, you would want to leave with us tonight. All right. Thank you, guys, so much for having me. There's a lot that I've learned along the way. But one of the most important things that we must do is to stay connected to our true self. Mm, I love that. Remember where we came from. Remember your purpose and stay humble. Connect with people because for me, it's about people. It's always about the people. It's never about me. And so one of the things I find works for me as an entrepreneur is that I am able to validate people. Yeah. It's not about me. It's never about me. And so the fact that you recognize this goes a long way. You can't put on humility. People will notice it. People will recognize humility. So make sure that it's authentic, it's genuine. Do not be puffed up, ever. Do not be puffed up. The second thing you want to do is to help others along the way. There are many people, sometimes you feel like you can't give back. We're a small business. There are people who can't afford even the little courses we offer, the cheap courses we offer. And when I see they have a genuine interest, I offer them the course. Okay. You can sign up for free. Because I realize the value of giving back, of helping others. It is so important. So don't make your business about profit and don't make it about you. Make it about others and make it about giving back to society. Excellent advice. And even Miss Anna Resenia Smith said the same thing. Excellent advice. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Miss Charlotte, for coming on and sharing, guys. And I know an hour is never enough time for us to have these discussion. It's it's kind of like the you know, your start taste and you want more. So if you want more, reach out to Miss Charlotte. Her contact information is on the screen. Reach out to what they're doing, get some training, and I'll, I'll definitely see how we can get her back for some more insights. Even if we do an off-air recording, I, I a lot of people were messaging asking you to unpack a little bit in small change this, this, this. Uh, what was it? The ah, I gotta remember the name. The the, the urgent important urgent, matrix. Yes, yes. People we like, have a time management so, course, guys. Sign up go for the full thing. Go and sign up it's for it. Affordable. Definitely. So, guys, thank you guys for tuning in tonight. Um, first, I just want to thank everyone for choosing uh, to spend this hour with us. We really appreciate it. We want to hear from you. So, uh, please send us your feedback. Send us, let us know how we can improve the show. Let us know which guests you want on. Um, if there's people you believe that we need to be talking with and having discussion, hey, reach out to us and let us know. I just want to thank our team as well, guys. We talk about, uh, you know, great things has never happened with one, just one person. We 
we have an amazing team that's making this happen. So I want to thank my team. Uh, that's Kimana, Ruth, Joshua, and Shireen for, for all their work behind the scenes to make this show happen every week. We want to thank TNC, Caribbean Invest TV, as well as Soar Rise TV for carrying the show and helping amplify the message of this show. And I want to thank you, our viewers, for being with us every week right here i want to remind you to treat every day like it's a monday and we will see you again next week same time same place god bless you and have a great evening